third dimension. This is 3D or 2D.com's Duh 3D Show. Put on your 3D glasses now. If you're wondering what the 3D stand for, they are discussion, debate, and the news. We hope that you enjoy the show. Get it? The show? Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to 103. I'm Adolf Vega. I have with me the fantastic Classic Jake. Hello, folks. And the super duper new Jake. <laughs> Hi, everybody. And it's been a little bit since we had a, a, a the 3D show, and we have a lot mm-hmm. of topics to cover. <laughs> um... So, let's just keep going through the list because we just have a lot of things to talk about. So, Jungle Cruise is officially getting a sequel from Disney. Um, I'm happy. Yay. I'm very happy about this. Good movie. It makes complete sense. Um, And I I, I love the 3D in this movie. One of my favorite movies of this year. So, Mm -hmm. I'm very excited for this. I love this. So, yes, yes, yes. Uh, Gimme, gimme, gimme. (laughs) Yes. More of this 3D, please. Yes. Now, um, I, I don't want this to become the next uh, Pirates, where it became just like 10 movies, and not really 10 movies, but it became just so many of the same movies that you lost track of them. So I do not want that. Um, not interested in that at all. <laughs> yeah. I don't want a three-hour Jungle Cruise movie. Yeah. But I'm definitely game for more of this, and... It's good. It's good to know because I was a little bit worried about this because you know it did you know start the summer off and it's made some money, but probably not as much money as I was thinking it was going to. I don't know about y'all. Uh, uh, I mean, for a pandemic, it's done really well. Mm-hmm. So um, let me see the box office numbers. It has made about two hundred and six. Which uh, you would think it's not that bad for a movie, um, a hundred and basically a hundred in each in domestic U.S. and a hundred in worldwide. Now, um, yeah. I don't know if um, China is part of this or not because I know it, it's really weird with the, what releases over there and what doesn't get released over there now. Um, but I, you know, in the normal times before COVID, I think. 206 could have been the opening weekend, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, hey, it's not bad, though. No. Yeah. Now, something that is a hit, and is actually a pretty nice hit, Shang-Chi. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Best 3D this year. Yeah, well-deserved. Hey, Tony Lee Young's American debut, you know, Hollywood just... Uh, Knocked it out of the park. Four I mean, weeks at number one. Yeah. That, I mean, it's, it's been quite a while since that's yeah. happened. Uh, I want to say, uh, oh God, what film was that? Tenet was like the last one that had like number one for like five weeks straight, but that wasn't hard to do. Yeah. And it got credited because there were so many, few movies in the pandemic, so we didn't even get real props for it. Heck <laughs> yeah. So, this success has basically said, yes, movies are here to stay. Um, it's not as good as 2019, 
but it's not as bad as 2020, and it's gotten a lot of hope back into the movie studios, I think. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think there's any d- delays right now that I know of, so I think they've pretty much all kept their place. And uh, yeah. that's a big deal. You know, I was really expecting to be an avalanche of movies to get delayed. And because of Shang-Chi, now, Classic Jake, uh, you mentioned that this was probably going to be the indicator. And I think you're right that this success has basically allowed everyone else in Hollywood to say, full steam ahead, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're pushing dates up of lots of stuff. It's like mm-hmm. willy-nilly, we're getting lots of stuff. Because everybody sees that people are wanting to see movies again. Now, uh, Disney did say that they have now, uh, they're going to solidify a 30-day theatrical run. Um, So, that's, you know, if you want to just wait, you can wait to watch it at home for a month later. Um, It's at least solidified. Um, Shang-Chi did not get a Disney Plus premiere access, or I don't think it did, did it? No, No, not yet. So, to get people out to the theaters, you know, alright, cool. I think and I think most theaters are pretty okay with that. Uh, you know, the... I mean, obviously they would want 45 days or 60 days, um, but I think they could deal with 30 days if they don't have to compete with it being digitally accessible at the same time, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we all know that HBO Max next year is not going to be doing day-and-date stuff like they did this year. Um, no. It's I, cannibalized all their films that's been released in theaters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're having to pay out contracts uh, with the assumption that these movies hit big and they're not. But But their subscription numbers are doing really good for HBO Max. Yeah. So it was a short term gain, but it's also pissed off a lot of people in that time. <laughs> yeah, right, I mean, and uh, and it is it's also wound up that Discovery now owns Warner Brothers, but they haven't taken over yet. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, when they take over, it's going to be interesting. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this thirty day run is actually really good, and you know, gives people opportunity to go see in the theaters if you don't interested, you're probably not going to see it in the first... If you're not going to see it in the first 30 days, you're probably not going to see it at all, you know, and theatrically. So it makes sense, and I imagine that maybe behind the scenes, Blu-ray dates probably go up to, you know, it's mm-hmm. not going to take six months for a Blu-ray, or three months, probably take two and a half or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but- it seems almost like an afterthought these days. They don't seem to take it that serious anymore which is sad well that's because physical is sadly dying and streaming mm-hmm. is number one yeah and, and kiddos who aren't who uh, have decided streaming is the end all be all mm-hmm. you know when you buy something on in a streaming platform they can take it away from you anytime yep just saying and they go clamoring for a new, like, their movie, and it's like, oh, it's not here. Yeah. Yep. Unless it's exclusive, you know, they don't have it. You know, every month there's articles, what's coming in Netflix and what's leaving Netflix. And that's yep. just kind of the system. And, you know, tomorrow you have it, tomorrow you don't have it. And if it's a Netflix exclusive, 
then okay, sure, you'll have it this month, and you know, until they cancel it in three years or something. <laughs> but yep. still, that's that's kind of the deal right now, where it's gonna be um, it, it's just that balance of trying to figure out the best way of handling this with. I guess in some ways the pandemic numbers are going a little bit lower, but it's still really bad out there. It's just, I don't know. The average is starting to go down from some of the worst of it, but I don't know if that's going to stay or what. If more people are just getting vaccinated and just getting it, you know, that's taking in, I don't know. But it seems like the theaters, people are not too scared to go to theaters right now. You know, the numbers are that awesome, but they're still pretty good. Um, I mean, for for like Shang Chi, I mean, for a non-pandemic movie, it's doing extremely well. Yeah, for an unproven IP, so. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, this has given Sony more of a instinct to push up Venom, which was supposed to be mid October, and now it's October first, so it got pushed up, which is super rare now, and. Yes. Uh, so that's coming out next week as we record this, because we, mm-hmm. uh, Classic Jake, when are we recording this podcast? We are recording this podcast, dun dun dun, on Sunday, September 26th. At what time, New Jake? At 1.43 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. In 2021 of the year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, 80. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Just putting that date out there so that way in the future people will be like, oh, you didn't talk about this news that came out on uh, September 30th. Well, we don't know what happens then. That's the future for us. Yeah, that's the future for us right now. Um, so, hey, it's cool that Venom is moving up. Um, I think it's going to do really well in October. I oh, think, yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to probably be... What finally knocks out Shang-Chi from the number one list, I think. Oh, definitely. It's a new Marvel movie, and Venom 1 did extremely well. It'll Mm -hmm. do fine. Yeah. So, one thing that's kind of interesting to note is that there is no release date that I know of for Shang-Chi in China, and maybe not for Eternals either. Yeah, there's reasons. (laughs) Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Winnie the Pooh is really sensitive these days. Um, so, I guess the Chinese were worried that Shang-Chi would have Fu Manchu and, have, you know, some of the history with this character. But um, for people that have seen this movie, which all of us have, this is a love letter to Chinese culture and Asian culture. So I don't see why anyone would be really pissed off. I think they handled it perfectly. But I'm not Asian, so I don't know. Yeah. Oh, it has nothing to do with the movies. Uh, they're they're doing this because uh, some of the uh, ABCs in these movies, and also some of the uh, people who were native to uh, mainland China, have criticized uh, the regime, and they uh, got butt hurt about it. Well, uh, why don't you quit acting like a terrorist and and um, treat people with decency and respect, and maybe your your people won't say crap. And now we're banned from China. 
Yeah. Uh, that's basically, and suck it up, Winnie the Pooh. Um, With leadership comes criticism. Yeah, I mean, Jake is right. It, ultimately, Jake is right. And this is going to be an interesting thing because if Shang-Chi and Eternals don't get any releases there, um, I'm obviously the fans of Marvel movies in China will find other ways to watch it. it not legally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, already has- coming, coming soon to they- BCD. <laughs> yeah, they, pro- they probably already have it. With the pirated VCDs, DVDs, <laughs> and pirated Blu-rays, uh, and the pirates are going are thanking the gods, or or Winnie the Pooh, for uh, creating this black market of demand for them. Yes. Yeah. So they're going <laughs> to so watch the movie. Media, so physical oh, media yeah. is well in China. Oh yeah. So, oh, yeah. yeah, so piracy is going to happen there. It always happens. It's just kind of part of the deal. But ultimately, this is going to be a huge thing because we've had for the last decade or so Chinese pandering in movies where, pa- yeah. oh, where, yeah. where there's things that are happening that are made for China, that are made to make money in China, scenes done, actors put in, and you know things not said or things not done. To not offend them, and this is actually good. If if China does hold and doesn't release big Hollywood movies because of this, it's it's a big deal because Disney is you know when they had made you know release dates for these movies and greenlit these movies, they expect to get money from China too. Um, it goes back and forth between China and America being the number one movie theater um, market in America in the world. Um, but if Shang-Chi can never get mo- the theatrical money from China and Eternals and future movies, that's a big deal. Future movies may not get greenlit if they can't depend on um, the rest of the world financing it. If, if they can't assume China, you know, if China's not going to give them any money, they may not do certain movies, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Disney will just start kissing ass again. Yeah. Yeah, Disney's a uh, uh, pro at this. I mean, they I like go, money. Yeah, and I could go on and on about some of the schemes they've come up with to get money out of China. And some of them are hilarious and cringy, and it's kind of pathetic, actually. So, um, we'll see what happens with this, but it is something to take note because if there is, if, if, you know, China gets really mad and doesn't ever want to do Hollywood movies. It's going to be an impact, and certain movies won't get made. And, and you know, yeah. or they might go straight to streaming because they don't have faith in it to be theatrical. And it, that's a major change in how movie studios expect money to be made. Yeah, because yeah. I don't think Shang Chi uh, will probably make a billion dollars because it's not getting a Chinese release. Yeah, which is sad because it deserves it. It's it's a really great movie. It's fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great three D. Yep, I gave it a ten, and I still stand by it. Mm-hmm. Um. So we'll see what happens. It's it's going to be something to really note of. Um. There's a lot of movies that we 
you know, talk about, and they don't do that well in America, but maybe they do great in China, and that's why they exist. So that it might be some of those things where we don't get sequels, you know. Yeah, we mm-hmm. may not get a sequel to Warcraft now. Yeah, because Warcraft was pretty much a bomb here in the U.S., but it made bank in China, right? It made serious bank in China. So they were talking about just greenlighting a sequel pretty much for China. So there's definitely interesting there. Um, So there's been a lot of talk, and... I don't know how much of it is, is going to happen. I don't know if this is a spoiler or not, because I don't know if it's true. I, I think it's... Is Venom going to be with Spider-Man, Tom Holland's Spider-Man? Yes or no? I don't know, but there seems to be a lot more rumblings about this than just fanboys excited. There seems to be some some fire to this, or some smoke to this fire. And um, is this going to happen in Venom 2? Is this going to happen in Spider-Man No Way Home? Is this going to happen after that? What do you guys think? I mean, I think that's why that poster was posted from the, the Facebook page. It said, don't post any spoilers uh, because I think it may have something to do with Spider-Man and Venom 2, possibly. So I yeah, think there, I, I think there's some uh, water uh, that could be yeah, held there. You know? I would not be surprised if Spider-Man pops up in a sting or, uh, you know, in an end credit scene. Yeah. And that'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, that'd be that pretty good secret because um, definitely we haven't heard anything. We all have wanted it. Um, I think it makes sense. Sony has control over the Spider-Man for now. <laughs> we'll we'll <laughs> yeah. get back to that story, but um, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, there's serious tea about that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Sony has the, the the film rights to Spider-Man and certain Marvel characters, um, so they definitely want to have that synergy between uh, the Spider-Man and you know Spider-Man. No Way Home broke Avengers Endgame record on YouTube and had the most views in 24 hours, and that is incredible. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of hype for that movie, and I think it's going to be the biggest blockbuster of the year. I think it's that gonna... may be the first billion dollar one that we've had since Star Wars. Yeah, it might be the biggest movie this year by far and I think everyone's going to want to see that movie come Christmas. So cuz it's exclusive to theaters. So we'll see what happens with uh, Tom Holland Spider-Man and Venom and Sony. Um now and see if it gets a Chinese release. Yeah. It it will. That one will definitely yeah, I don't think any of them have ever said anything about China. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's going to be part of the PR and the behind-the-scenes stuff. To shut up! Or, <laughs> yeah, maybe, Tom, Tom, Tom Hardy, shut the fuck up. Or maybe they'll be uh, preemptive and I'll do their John Cena wines. Oh, yeah, you, you gotta do the whole uh, Taiwan thing. China is not a country! And I'm yeah. like, yeah, since when? 1949. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... You know, I definitely think they're going to have a basically a shut up mandate from anyone. Yeah. Just don't talk about any politics. Nothing about vaccines. Uh, nothing, nothing. I'm all in. Just spoil stuff. Yeah. yeah. Spoil stuff. 
um, so because I mean, the difference between millions and millions of dollars, and if if movie doesn't get Asian release, and if it doesn't get you know out there, if people ban don't want to watch it because of controversy, because someone doesn't yeah. you know, it, it could right now it's such a, a pivotal time for theaters and for for mm-hmm. movies and three D. If if right now if it doesn't come back, it's gonna be hard to come back. So, mm-hmm. um, so something that okay, I have no segue for this. Um, <laughs> I tr- I try, but um, Adam's Family Two, I don't think it's a three D movie anymore. Thank Christ! Uh, <laughs> yes, there. Is. Is a, a, a deity looking out after us? Me especially. Thank you, deity. <laughs> so, um, this movie is supposed to come out next week um, as a record day, and there is absolutely no theaters around us that have this movie in 3D. No. Like, there's no mention on the website, on posters, and trailers, anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I landed on the first one. Yeah, that was the hand grenade I took. I mean, I seen it voluntarily before I even joined the podcast, and I wasn't too pleased about it, but I seen it. I went to go see that on my birthday as a free movie, and I was like, this sucks. <laughs> Did you see it in 3D? Uh, yeah. Uh, even for free? Oh, yeah. No, I no. paid 14 bucks a ticket. Oh, it wasn't free. No, it wasn't free. It wasn't 3D. It was just, uh, it was at the Alamo, you know. Oh, hopefully he got uh, super drunk at it. Well, no, but, the, you know, that <laughs> that poor Alamo is not here anymore. I, I, so they didn't survive the pandemic, unfortunately. So. Uh, rest in peace. Uh, uh, I, I ended up I'm paying for my mother, and that was not fun. Because there's nothing worse than taking your mother to the movies, and it's not a good movie. It's it's weird. It really is because these animated movies almost always get three D releases. Um, yeah, it's strange. And I just assumed that this would get one too. This is a a, a you know noteworthy franchise. Um, the first one got a three D release, so why wouldn't this one get a three D release? I don't I, know. I might I may have an explanation for this. MGM is releasing the film. And MGM has another film coming up the following week, which is a bigger franchise than this one, so I think that's why they did it. Uh Uh-huh, and it's getting its first 3D release. Yes. So, yeah, Adam Family 2. We'll probably watch this eventually and make it for patrons, um, but I'm not in any rush to see this movie. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. It's not even coming to IMAX or, like, premium large formats. That's just a really odd thing. Maybe it's because it's the day and date with streaming. I don't know. It, it seems like a lower risk than James Bond, so that's probably why there's no 3D, just eh, flat. Um, all right, so let's get into some drama. Um, Maria Lucas has said publicly that she <laughs> hates the, the, the sequels and later said she also hates the prequels of Star Wars. Um, now, I don't know well, where she's been all this time and now decided to speak up. I don't know what the deal is with that. but 
Well, I mean, she has been divorced from George for quite a long time, and she did single-handedly save Star Wars from becoming, uh, you know, what it originally was supposed to be, which was shit. Yeah, Disney, why don't you put her in charge? <laughs> so, she's not wrong. <laughs> no, no. Uh, she, no, she is well. I mean, she earned her Oscar for good reason, and she has a right to speak her piece about it because she is absolutely right. Yeah, well, she has the right, but I think you should listen to her because her yeah. opinion is quite educated. Yes, I mean, she was married to the man. She worked on the films. Uh, she is incredibly smart, Oscar-winning editor. Uh, you know, yeah, exactly. great, great opinion. <laughs> Uh-huh. I'm like, Disney, why is she not running Star Wars? <laughs> yeah. Well, because uh, I don't think George had it in the settlement for the divorce. Yeah, exactly. Because it's one of those things where I was, re- I was really positive on The Force Awakens when it came out. I was like, I, people were giving it crap for being a remake of New Hope, and I, I still really enjoyed it. And I was like, okay, I, I'm not... You know, everyone seemed to hate um, the the next one and Last Jedi. Last <laughs> Jedi, and it kind of by the time the last one came out, um, it just kind of felt like you really didn't notice that they did not have a plan for this series. And yeah, it felt like season eight of Game of Game of Thrones. Just uh-huh. get it over with. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, the only thing I did would probably disagree with her is I really did like uh, Rogue One. That's the only one that was pretty fairly decent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked it a lot. In fact, I said it was the best uh, Star Wars since uh, Empire. Um, I'm Fair. not... I liked Rogue One. I, I don't... I love people who love that movie. I don't really get the love for it. I think it's really good, but I don't think it's something I want to see again. I, I mean, you you don't need the movie because everything is explained in the opening scrawl of A New Hope. So, I mean, that movie's basically made to make money. Yeah. And look pretty. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, the sequels... If they just had a plan, because like the second movie, for you know, they decided just to subvert all expectations and change everything, <laughs> and I was okay with that. But a lot of people weren't, and then they changed things back, and it just felt like at the last minute, oh yeah, let's do this, let's do that, and it's like no, and I I have I feel like I overrated it <laughs> too much the 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 movies in retrospect, and the prequels are bad too. Um, you know, they're they're worse, but I mean, yeah, exactly. Now I think some millennials are like, "Oh, I grew up on those movies. They're good." No, they're not. I'm sorry, you're wrong. No. <laughs> uh, George Lucas is a, I have to say it, is not a great filmmaker at all. Like not directing or writing or even producing for the most part. He is just uh, an idea man who sometimes strikes lightning or strikes gold. Uh, He's a very rare. He has directed great movies, uh, though. Uh, American Graffiti is an incredible movie. I mean, I haven't seen it, but like THX 1138 is okay. But I mean, there, there's a reason. Film, the short film's better than the theatrical version. I mean, yeah, 
But I mean, I haven't seen American Graffiti. I really have no desire to. It just seems like Happy Days with less humor. Yeah. Oh, it's you know, Happy Days was ripped off from American Graffiti. I mean, yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. But American Graffiti is such a great movie. It's uh, a day in the life of a of a time period that's gone, uh, and it really captured it very well. I mean, it's one of my dad's absolute favorite movies. Uh, I'd rather watch Hollywood Nights. <laughs> All right. Anyway, <laughs> it's funnier. <laughs> so yeah, it's interesting that this drama has come up. Like it kind of seems random. Like okay, because now it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, you got the Mandalorian, so maybe she's hoping that would affect it. I don't know. I mean, I love the Mandalorian. I think Mandalorian is the best Star Wars stuff. You know? Yeah. And or maybe this was somebody finally talked to her. Nobody's asked her. Yeah. <laughs> now, now speaking of Star Wars, we got some TV news, and uh, you know, this is not really three D news, but we got to talk about this because. You know, I imagine there could be some good 3D releases of the the prequels. And one of the main characters, the prequels that I love, Obi-Wan Kenobi, um, is getting his own TV show, which we're, I think we're all excited for. We all like that Obi-Wan, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, all right? I just don't care about Star Wars that much. <laughs> all right, so they have confirmed that Anakin um, is going to be in this movie and that Hayden uh, Christensen is going to reprise his role. And McGregor uh, reprises his role as Obi Wan, and it's going to yeah. be directed by Deborah Chow, which who did Mandalorian. Um, so everything here um, is is ripe for great Star Wars. Um, why why is this needed? We don't need it. It's useless to me. It's especially with it's, them. It's to get subscribers to Disney Plus. Uh, it's just like, I don't care. I mean, I like uh, McGregor as Obi-Wan, but I just don't like Hayden Christensen at all as an actor. He was awful as Anakin. And, uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm a, I'm over Star Wars. I, I'm just too many bad things. I mean, I like The Mandalorian, but the the good to bad ratio on Star Wars... And then the fandom is so unfun. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so toxic. Yeah. You know what's <laughs> not toxic? The chocolate from Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. Mm. Mm. Terrible segue, but... Um, it's just... a segue! <laughs> yeah, you actually had one. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And you didn't drive it off a cliff. Uh, nope. um, Netflix has gotten the the rights to the Ronald Dahl company for future stuff for TV shows and movies. Now, I don't think they can have the rights to any movies because I think they're in different studios. I don't remember who made the, the George and the Giant Peach um, movie. And, um, I don't think the... Uh, movie, Disney. Yeah, Willy Wonka. Is that Warner Brothers, I think? I don't remember. Yeah, that's Warner Brothers now, yeah. So I don't think they're going to get the old stuff, but they will get the new stuff. Um, now, there's a lot of stuff that from Ronald, Ron Dow that has never come out to be movies, but, you know, I definitely think it's interesting. Um, mm-hmm. And he didn't do just kid stuff either. No. no. The big FD. I mean, 
Remember that one? I mean, it's a it's a prequel to Doom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so BFG, you know, big friendly giant, not gun. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, that was actually a decent movie. Not great, but it was fine. Steven Spielberg, yeah, yeah. he did he did all right yeah. with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm guessing that they're going to make a new Charlie and Chocolate Factory because um, the last uh, one... they're doing a they're doing a prequel to uh, the Wonka movies coming out in a couple years. So none of those movies will get a 3D release because Netflix does not do 3D and they don't really do theatrical stuff. It's going to be on Netflix. Yeah. So yeah, I think the last 3D thing they did was the Crouching Tiger sequel. Yeah, China only. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah, three you know, um, D release. Yeah. Uh, Matilda is part of the the there, which I didn't know that was part of that. And then the the witches was also part of that, which is on HBO Max. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, Matilda, yeah, a good real doll book. Mm-hmm. There's a lot uh, of stuff. Sony. A lot of stuff yeah. that mm-hmm. we don't know. I mean, he, he even wrote a couple of James Bond movies. So I mean. Maybe maybe they'll toss those in the mix. <laughs> oh yeah, I could see James Bond versus Willy Wonka. <laughs> hey, I'll be down. Yeah, so would I. <laughs> maybe, maybe that movie will show us the secrets of Dumbledore as well. Ah, that's stretching it. That's yeah. a bad joke. You just okay. turned that fake into a dad joke. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Fantastic Beasts 3, uh, a release date and title. Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore, is scheduled to release on April 15th, 22. Um, now, me and Classic Jake defend the second movie. Everyone seemed to hate that movie, though. But um, It was pretty good, and the 3D was great. Oh, yeah, 3D is great on that. I have never seen any Harry Potter movies past film five. The Fantastic Beast series, I feel it's hard to recommend because ultimately it doesn't really matter compared to the Harry Potter universe. Um, yeah. yeah. And it, it the, only the first movie was about the beasts, really. The second movie was not really about that. It was about fascism. <laughs> yeah. And the rise of fascism, which, you know... Is neither here or there, but yeah, it's uh, you can watch the news for free. Yeah, um, but not in three D. <laughs> it depends on your TV. Yeah, since some ta- have a switch, you can add depth to your news viewing. No, nah, I don't want to. <laughs> it's scary enough. Yeah, since the twenty eighteen Crimes of Grindelwald was not a huge hit. Um, Warner Brothers mm, no. did take some time, extra time, to make this movie. So it's been on the back burner for a little while now. But, hey, it's coming out next April, um, which I'm assuming that we might get a trailer for this maybe soon. Maybe with Dune, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, that's not, that sounds fair. Uh, maybe at the beginning of the year? I don't know. Yeah. Sounds I mean, they need to start pushing it out, you know? Mm-hmm. If they want to make any money on it, yeah. So I'm, um, I'm. Look, I, I kind of feel like I'm hoping they wrap this up. Originally, they did say it was going to be a trilogy, and then oh, a five mir- a five movie series, and 
with the second one not doing that well, and I think the first one doing pretty well, but not as good as they wanted, um, they could probably just get away with wrapping up the story in the third movie and just being done. Um, mm-hmm. Well, the, the, yeah. then we got to get the Cursed Child or whatever that one book that everybody hates, and then we got to get the remakes and the TV series and the video games. I've heard, it's never going to end. I heard the great things about the Cursed Child play for Harry Potter. Um, so yeah. I, I, I'm actually game for that because I think um, it, it would be just about enough time um, for the actors to reprise their roles and be there at the age when the because um, they're supposed to be it's supposed to be a sequel with Harry and their kids and they're supposed to be middle aged and now they are that age so that would work you know obviously you know Harry Potter was a huge franchise for Warner Brothers and oh, that. Yeah. Um, you know, the last mm-hmm. few Harry Potter movies were 3D, but I don't remember them being good 3D, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, and they definitely want another franchise. They want nothing, nothing else to be big. Now, Johnny Depp was going to be Grindelwald, and he's not going to be in this. So Damn you, cancel culture. Yeah. Um, it's not his fault. It's it's uh, his wife's fault for, you know, the whole uh, thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we heard the audio tape. I mean... Amber Turn. Yeah, and I'm like, uh, why isn't she canceled? I mean, because uh, she's a woman. Uh, so yeah, um, we'll see what happens. They're gonna repress. I forget who the new Grindelwald is gonna be. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen, another James Bond veteran. <laughs> uh huh. Real, yeah, and he played Hannibal Lecter on the TV show Hannibal. Great actor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, lots of 3D stuff. Yep. Some of Great. Some of it not so great. No. Yeah. But guys, he's always interesting. Do you guys think this is going to be it, and we're going to, or we're going to continue on if it, can, you know, are they going to write uh, it into a, a conclusion or not? I guess. I mean, if if it's a hit, they'll they'll make a another one to make more money. All right, classic Jake. You think smart, if they're smart, they'll wrap it up. But I don't think yeah. they're smart. <laughs> <laughs> I think Discovery is going when they get a hold of it, they're going to cut their losses and either put it on, uh, spin it off into something for HBO uh, um, Max or drop it like a hot potato. No, it's it's going to be like a new Wizarding World. There's going to be remakes and and everything probably. There's gonna it's going to be like the Lord of the Rings TV series on Amazon. It's just going to be. We're going to spend $500 million on a Harry Potter TV series. Mm. I know. It's going to not be the Fantastic Beasts. I think that that franchise has kind of hit a dead end financially. Yeah. um, You know, I have to kind of... We talked about Star Wars not having a plan. I'm sorry. J.K. has not had a plan for this series at all. J.K. Browning had not made a plan for these movies. They feel completely separate from each movie and yeah, I just I really don't want to support J.K. Rowling because of her transphobia, but I don't know. I just I do enjoy the world of Harry Potter, so it's a double-edged sword. Yeah, I don't know why she's so become toxic with that. Like besides yeah. that, she's really cool, but you know I don't understand that hate at all. Um, she's just hate. It is just disgusting to see how she's changed. Uh, it's the privilege. I don't Possibly. Know. <laughs> uh, 
And you would think an author would know the difference between the term um, sex and gender and know that they're not the same thing. She's just become a turf. I mean, it's sad. Yeah. You know, we here in 3D and 2D definitely support trans, gay, lesbians of all sorts. We are very open and positive toward that. So we don't have any hate. Um, we're trying not to. Um, so, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, let's keep going here. We got some big movie news uh, from mm. Nintendo. Um, so we've heard, we knew about this movie for a while. They've just been mm-hmm. dead silent about it. And this week, Nintendo had a Nintendo Direct presentation where they presented games and, and information for their upcoming Switch releases for the fall and next year. Um, and they kind of surprised everyone with movie news because we've known about the Super Mario Brothers movie, but we haven't heard anything. It's been completely silent. We haven't had a trailer. We don't have a teaser. We didn't have anything. And the only thing we knew was that Illumination was going to help make it. And mm. it was supposed to come out in 2022. So now we got actual concrete information, not a trailer, which I would, I was, you know, I imagine that Nintendo is going to have the first, you know, they're going to show the trailer off first. Um, but if it's coming out, we got a new release date. It's coming out Christmas of next year. Um, so we're probably going to not get that. That might be like an E3 thing, maybe, of next year for Nintendo. Yeah. Um, maybe. Oh, this is going to be perfect. They're going to have that. I, I'm going to. This is going to be a, a prediction, early prediction for 2022 when Illumination <laughs> releases Minions 3 or has Super Mario Trader on top of it. Oh, uh, you mean Minions 2? Minions 2, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Despicable Me 5. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. So the cast, who is in Mario, uh, Mario Super Mario Brothers movie, not the video game cast? Which is very important. Uh, first, we got to say that because Mario has had the same voice actor uh, for twenty years, thirty years, <laughs> at least twenty-five. 20. Yeah, at least twenty-five. If, cause it, it depends. What I think there's like one PC game that came out like mid early nineties yeah. or something. But yeah, um, it was like is that in Mario sixty four is when they had Charles Martin as the voice of Mario and Luigi. And he's been the Mario that we all kind of, you know, you hear him beginning of Mario 64, you hear him, you know, doing everything. Um, he's been around and he's been doing that. And he's not the main voice actor for this movie, um, no. which is kind of shocking. Um, it did say he has a role in this movie of some sort. Yeah. But, um, I don't know if he didn't want it. Um, my guess is that Nintendo just wants to divorce it and say... The movie is a movie, the game is a game, you know, and just have different voice actors. And I think that makes sense. I, th- I think they just wanted known stars to help uh, their, uh, you know, their bottom line. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, so this is going to be an animated movie from Illumination, which Illumination has a very mixed track record. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If it's not a yellow smurf, uh, they don't seem to put a lot of effort into it um just to put it out there despicable me series um <laughs> including uh the minions uh hop which i did not watch um lorax i did not watch uh, Seabri- uh it was okay yeah lorax was okay 3d was really good uh, mm-hmm. 
Secret Life of Pets 1 and 2. Not bad, just not great. Uh, I've only seen the first one. It was okay. It's basic. Second one, the only interest is a Harrison Ford, and you'll get bored in about (laughs) five minutes. Him playing a dog. I mean, the only really good movie they did was Despicable Me 1. That's Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Those are just generic money makers. Yeah, the other they're just they got the wrong lessons from it. Yeah. People love these yellow Twinkies. Whatever. To me <laughs> it was the 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 um grew becoming a father. Yeah. And then they just one eighty that and they ignored the girls and they just uh mm-hmm. spice shenanigans. Yeah. Mm. It kinda made them smurfs. Yeah. I will defend Sing, saying that it's actually a pretty decent movie. Um, but none of the uh, Grinch is actually really good too. Um, oh no! Classic mm. Jake, you reviewed Grinch. Mm-hmm. I, think I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I thought it was above average. Uh, oh no, Benedict Cumberbatch doing an American accent. I thought he was spot on. And, uh, and the relationship uh, with him and Max, that was what made that movie work for me. I mean, but he's not even Grinchy. He is just mildly perturbed by Christmas. He is not a Grinch. He just, uh, it's like, eh, I'm indifferent. To me, to me it worked. Uh, to me, it worked too. Um, so, Man. <laughs> and, the, and the character designs were spot on, and I thought the 3D was yeah. gorgeous. Haven't seen the 3D, but I mean the the character design looked okay, but the humor was just bad, and he just wasn't a Grinch. Grinch. I thought the stuff with the Grinch and Max worked. Yeah, gave it what I gave it. It didn't earn higher than that, and what put it over a seven was the animation. Uh. I thought for uh, illumination. They went above and beyond for once. Uh, all right, so I guess for Illumination overall, we all kind of agree that they are mediocre, sometimes good, but not great or wonderful. Uh-huh. One yeah. great film. Um, so <laughs> that's their pedigree. Now, Nintendo said that um, Miyamoto, the creator of Mario, and many, many, many awesome Nintendo games, um, is executive producing this. So... Um, I, that's kind of scary because I don't know if he knows how to make movies. Um, but let's let's get to the the actual character list. So Chris mm. Chris Pratt will be playing Super Mario himself. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I mean he's he's a fine actor and um he he's done vocal performances before in the Lego movies and he's done fine, but I just I, yet again, I kind of don't want to support him because of his, some of his backwards beliefs is very troublesome. Um, yeah. I, we'll have to see a trailer to know, but I'm not sure about Chris Pratt. I, I like him overall. He's okay. I just don't love him. I think yeah. it's just it's I, maybe the last movie with the, the Amazon movie he, he did um, <laughs> rub me the wrong way. Um, but oh, that tomorrow war. Tomorrow war, yeah. So, okay, Mario. Uh, we'll see. Do you have any other person that could have been a better Mario? Bob Hoskins, uh, Captain Lou Albano. Wow. 
Okay. But rest in peace, both of you. Tom Hanks. I think Danny Who? DeVito. Danny DeVito would have been great. Yeah, Danny yeah. DeVito. It's hilarious. Hey, Tom Hanks could have done it. Uh, Roberto Benigni, because he's actually Italian. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm still doubling down on Danny DeVito. I think he would have been yeah. perfect. That's probably the best place. Uh, he should have been Detective Pikachu as well. But that's yeah. another story. <laughs> yeah. Um, I may even say that Joe Pesci might have been fun in this too. Uh, yeah. that would be interesting. You know, an F bomb throwing Mario. Yes, I'm down. No, well, yeah. I know he's gonna have to water down, but I, I, I do think John Pesci would be fun. All right. So next uh, character, Anna Taylor Joy as Peach. Uh, I have no idea who that is. <laughs> Uh, she she was in the New Mutants. She was in the Queen's Gambit on Netflix. Uh, she's a rising star. She was in The Witch. You know, mm. pretty good actress. Uh, yeah. I I think but, it's pretty spot on. Yeah, I don't know how distinctive her voice is. Um, if you've watched the New Mutants and you've uh, seen her other stuff, it's quite diverse, and she's really good. Okay, now um. Peach has always had a super high pitched voice in the games. Um, so is that is Anna Taylor have a, that voice too or no? Uh, I mean, her natural voice doesn't really, but I mean, I'm sure she could pull it off. I, I imagine that they're going to want to just have it be different, and they're going to have these characters yeah. talk, and they're going to just have them be their own versions, and they're not going to try to copy and paste from before. So, yeah. all right. Uh, next person, Charlie Day as Luigi. Mm. Uh. Now he has been in uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yes, he was also in Chris uh, with Chris Pratt in the Lego movies as Benny the astronaut. So, mm-hmm. I think uh. he was. I mean, yeah. his voice is that weird raspiness that I don't know would fit Luigi. That's, but I mean, I do like Charlie Day, so I mean, I'm all in. I have uh, to see what his voice sounds like. Yeah. Um. Okay. Jack Black as Bowser. Oh. I, I love this. I think it's great. Yeah, I, mean, I love Jack Black, but I don't know as Bowser. I want somebody more threatening. Oh, I think he's gonna nail this as Bowser. Yeah. I mean, I have to wait and see, but. I'm kind of cautious, cautiously optimistic. Um, now, just for listeners to know, me and New Jake are the only real super gamers here. Uh, classic, <laughs> classic Jake, you're not a real uh, gamer, right? You don't consider that something that you do on a regular basis, right? Or no? Yeah. And it's been a uh, decade since I've played Mario Brothers. <laughs> oh. Mm. So, yeah. I know. I know. It's fine. I'm just just putting that out there um, because it's it's interesting to see. Um, yeah, I've... and I actually prefer Rampage to Mario Brothers. All right, uh, and I, I, I I know I love Mario Brothers. I've dressed up as yeah. Mario. Um, oh, same. I, yeah, I, I love. I have basically all the Mario games, um, and that's so I love Mario games, and I grew up with Mario, so. I'm very much excited for this in general speaking. Yes. All right. Next up, uh, Keenan Michael Key as Toad. Love him. Mm. 
love the actor. I think he's a great yeah. comedian. Um, I think this could be a lot of fun. <laughs> but as Toad, uh, I'd rather him be Donkey Kong, but as Toad, it's just, Toad's kind of like, oh, hey guys, you know, kind of, that would have been perfect for Charlie Day. He should have been Toad. Well, you don't want to pitch, you know, assume that, the, you know, because, I don't know, I, I, I don't really want to have, um, okay, I don't want to have uh, black actors be monkeys, um, I think that's wrong. No, <laughs> so. no I mean, yeah, I mean, what, what she said that, yes, but I mean, I think he could be a really good Donkey Kong, I mean, just based on his acting ability, not his skin color. Um, anyway, Keegan Key is going to be, I think he'll be fun, but I, I think they're going to have to have different kinds of voices because like you said, that toad voice is just like, iron. it's just like, uh, it was the nails on the chalkboard and I, that, yeah. can't, that can't be a full movie of him sc- screeching like that. I know. <laughs> I mean, there's also multiple toads, so it just depends if he's going to be that toad or not, but they all kind of have similar like, <sighs> Yeah, no, I, I don't want that. <laughs> um, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. Hell yeah! I love Seth Rogen, man. Uh, I mean, but can you imagine uh, Donkey Kong having that <laughs> voice that he does? Yeah. That, that laugh. I mean, that would just be like, oh, that's not Donkey Kong. <laughs> now, um, this is a weird one. Uh, Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong. Why? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, he's not that old, and he's... <sighs> I like Fred Emerson, don't get me wrong, he's great yeah. I love Floyd him. Lloyd, I would have went with Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. but okay. Somebody actually old. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, Classic, did you know who Cranky Kong is, just to put that out there? Not really. Okay, so <laughs> I want to explain this because it, this might be something that's kind of weird, but um, in the Donkey Kong Country game for the Super Nintendo, there was Cranky Kong and Donkey Kong. You played as Donkey Kong, but Cranky Kong was talking about his past being with Mario, so it is assumed, I don't know if it's canon or not, I mean, Mario has... Nintendo Mario canon is all weird anyway, so whatever. But um, Cranky Kong is supposed to be the original Donkey Kong from Donkey Kong arcade game. Um, and Don- yeah, that's confirmed. Yeah, that's confirmed canon. <laughs> so he's, suppo- he's cranky now that he's older, but he's the original Donkey Kong, and the or, the current Donkey Kong in Donkey Kong Country games is the the son, which was, I think, Donkey Kong Jr. at one point. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't see a need for Cranky Kong to be in this movie at all, because, um, I mean, Donkey Kong, sure, yeah, he's part of Mario Universe, Bowser, absolutely, but, like, Cranky Kong has always been part of the DK Universe, and, um, yeah, it's kind of weird. Maybe they're trying to set up a, um, you know, a dunk, um, uh, a universe. Like, like a Nintendo-verse? Yeah. We're going to get exactly. a Zelda movie with Donkey Kong in it. Sweet. <laughs> Maybe. Uh. Um, so we got Kamek 
which um, is the magician Koopa, um, mm-hmm. as Kevin Michael Richardson. Um, do you know who this is or no? Uh, he's a good voice actor. Um, he's been known to play in the Cleveland show, in Teen Titans, in Invincible, mm-hmm. and Avatar. Uh, I think he's the new Dr. Hibbert. Yes, I think so, yeah. So, I guess. Um, I mean, Kamek, I always thought Kamek was a female. Because that, that laugh, it's like, <laughs> you know, I always assume Wicked Witch of the West. So. I don't know. And um, this last one is like, okay, does he really need to have a, a voice actor for this? I mean, are they going to have all the char- all the little villains be voices? Uh, I don't know. Um, Sebastian Monosarco. I don't know who he is. I never heard of him. Um, never heard of him. Never heard of him. He's supposed to be Spike. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Okay. Um, do you guys know who Spike is? I mean, I think he's a, a minion to Bowser, like an underling. Yeah, I, I uh, think it's like there's like Iggy and Spike. Um. So Spike was introduced in Super Mario Brothers three. He looks like a little green gremlin, and he throws up Spike balls. Okay. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I don't know if that's going to be like a big part of him that every time he speaks he has to throw up a spike ball or something. Yeah. Or if that's just like a feature that he does sometimes. Um, but like, I don't know. They Nintendo has been trying to get Spike as a, like a regular a character in Mario games lately and just like such a minor character. I mean, kind of surprised they don't have a Goomba or a Koopa Troopa of some sorts. Um... Yeah, how come they don't have the Koopa kids? Yeah. Uh, so Yeah, this is a weird cast release. It just seems like a lot of major characters and then some real minor characters. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see the need for Cranky Kong at all. Um, I don't see the need for Spike. Um, if, I mean, if you're going to have Spike, you have Goomba, have Koopa Troopa. Um, you know, I guess maybe they're going to... Some of these people, some of these will have same, I don't know, maybe they'll voice multiple creatures, but like, I don't know what the story is going to be, if it's just going to be like a, a origin tale, or if it's going to be the same-o, same-o, with Peach being kidnapped by Bowser, um, I don't know. I mean, Miyamoto has always done that, same story, he's like, no one cares about the story, I mean, it is basic, but how are they going to make that into a movie Exactly. Well, maybe it'll be like the Lego movie where it's like, oh, he's just an ordinary plumber who has to find the gumption to become the hero. And that just seems super generic, but that's probably what they'll go with. Prediction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they probably won't have a twist to it like the Lego movie did. Yeah, like, if there's live action, man, it better be John Leguizamo's Luigi. <laughs> yeah. Well, we never got a conclusion to the post-credit scene at Super Mario Brothers, where um, Daisy comes back and, or no, it wasn't post-credit. That was a, a, a before-credit scene, I think, or mid-credits. Um, so it was before credits rolled. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to be part of this. I'm assuming no. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, are they going to, like, I don't know how they make it at all. Like, how does this work? Is it going to be collecting coins? Is it going to be bricks? To... I don't know how they make this into a movie. <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, the teaser poster has the the question block, so I assume that's going to be a major part of the film. The canon for the original Mario Brothers is really weird. The story, <laughs> yeah. Um, Classic Jake, do you know this by chance or no? No. Okay, you've played the original Mario Brothers from nineteen eighty five, right? Yep. You're, you know that one, Mario One. You know that game, right? Uh-huh. You, yeah, you, jumps over barrels and... No. <laughs> no barrels in that game. Um, okay, then I don't know it. <laughs> I assumed he jumped over barrels to rescue... No. Uh, okay, was, then I have to... Uh, that was Donkey Kong that jumped over barrels, and Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers, um, the original, he jumps over Goombas, and then he gets the flagpole at the end. And in the original instruction manual... Each question mark block and each brick has been turned into from a villager of the Mushroom Kingdom. So every time you destroy a, a brick, it destroys someone, which is really weird. Yeah, yeah he, he, he's murdered people. Just because he's traveling around here. Um, I mean, Mario Brothers, I love the games, but they don't really make any damn sense at all. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, are they going to have uh, power ups? Or yeah, gonna... I'm not. Yeah, is he going to like be smashing all these bricks, and you're going to have all these dead villagers laying around and stuff? Uh, I mean, hopefully, like if, if he does smash bricks, hopefully the 3D pops out, and you know it makes it look great. <laughs> That's all I want. <laughs> I don't care about the carnage. <laughs> is it? It's going to have power-ups. It's going to have a fire flower. It's going to have a, a mushroom. Which power-ups? I mean, those, are, those are iconic. I mean, they they have to be in the film somewhere. I mean, how broad do you go? Do you have the star? Do you have the newer power-ups, like the cat suit or the, the giant mushroom? I, I, I would say the star might be like he's battling Bowser and then like he's getting defeated, but then he's like, ah, looky here, I've got the star! And then, you know, that's gonna be like the deus ex machina moment. No Yoshi! No! I mean, maybe maybe Charles Martinet is gonna do Yoshi. I don't know. That could be a surprise <laughs> casting. Um, yeah. Is it... There's so much weirdness to the Mario franchise. Is this gonna be in outer space? Because some of the games are in outer space. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, some are not even in the Mushroom Kingdom. They're in different parts of the, the universe. I mean, is the film going to start off in Brooklyn? Because that's where the Mario Brothers came from, was Brooklyn. Who knows? How much of... Yeah, there's so much there that's like, okay, I, I desperately want to see a trailer for this movie. Um, yeah. Now, I assume... That this will be a 3D movie. I think this is a safe movie to be 3D. Oh, yeah. It's animated. Um, Illumination has basically every single one of their animated movies have been 3D, right? Yeah. Um, every single one. 
Yeah, every single one. So there's there's absolutely no reason not to assume this is a 3D movie or not. Um, now, is I don't know where they're going to take this story, how they're going to make this work. Um, this is gonna it's gonna it's gonna be a Christmas release, and you know yeah. what else is coming out that near that same time? No, Avatar two. Ah, well, that's going to be a nice family-friendly alternative. And if things keep going the way they're trending, then hopefully there'll be both huge hits that are like, if like hundreds of millions, if not billions, for Avatar, then a solid half a billion for Super Mario. So yeah, and let's hope they don't decide to alter the character designs, like uh, a certain. Franchise that shall not be named. <laughs> I mean, is it going to be out there like Resident Evil? I don't think so. <laughs> um, still haven't gotten a trailer for the new Resident Evil. That still irks me. Yeah, it's supposed to come out in like two months. We haven't seen nothing about it. <laughs> nope. I, I'm yeah. It, I mean, being a Christmas release, being a couple days before Christmas. Um, it's gonna definitely be the number one movie that Christmas, and maybe Avatar two will be fighting it. But yeah, I twenty twenty December twenty twenty two is gonna be really interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's keep going because we could talk about Mario movie a whole lot because there's infinite, <laughs> yeah, infinite things you can talk about with that movie. Is it gonna have the Tanuki suit? If if he does have a Tanuki suit, will it be accurate to? Japanese standards, quote unquote, <laughs> um, because that's not something that American audiences like to see. But in Japan, they they're used to that. If you know what I mean. Uh, Cassie Jake, do you have any idea what I'm talking about or no? Nope. New Jake, do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, I'm kind of slightly vague. I know it's something interesting. Like I know. Uh, it's like a raccoon that turns into a statue. Okay. In, in the game, at least. I let the listeners comment and tell me what you think that I'm thinking about and talking about. Um, let's keep going here. So we got a Clifford movie news, which is interesting mm. because this movie was going to get a theatrical release and then it got taken away and then now it's going back on. So it's now coming out again in 2021, I guess. Thanksgiving of uh, 2021. Yay. Okay, so who gets to carve this turkey up? If it's 3D, I guess it'll be you. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That's a good question. Here's here's praying for a 2D release. It probably will. So this is coming out on November 10th now. On November 10th. Um, so it's also coming out directly on um, Paramount Plus as well. Same day, mm. no extra yeah. fee. Yeah. So this might be kind of like how they released um the, the puppy um, Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol, where they had both releases and the, whatever make money they make from the theaters is whatever money they make from it, and they just eat it and. Um, I don't think this is a 3D release at all that I know of. They haven't had any indication about this getting a 3D release. No. Um, it looks terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. 
from the director yep. of Alvin and the Chipmunks 4, I expected no better. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, the CG I maybe warmed up to it, but it still looks bad. Yeah. yeah. The only interest uh, Clifford had to anybody other than real smalls was um, John Ritter. And he's passed on, so we know he's not doing Clifford. So I don't no. think there's really an audience outside of very small children. Yeah. I mean, I guess parents who read it when they were a kid, they want to take their kid to see it. But uh, I remember Clifford when I was a little boy. They would have usually have them in big books, like you know, oversized yeah. books for novelty because. You know, to get Clifford's size, you need to have a book that's three feet tall. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it's one of those things that is really kid-oriented. You know, I think after, like, seven years old, you kind of give up on Clifford. You kind of grow out of him, you know. But, yeah, it, it's, it might be the, 3D, but I, I doubt it. I, I really think it's very low chance. Yeah. Now, here's some lawsuit news. Uh, Happy. The, <laughs> the Ditko family estate is suing uh, Marvel and, I guess, Sony for rights for Doctor Strange and Spider-Man. Uh, it's just Marvel. I don't think uh, Sony's part of it. Oh, okay. And it's not the movies. It's the It's the comics. And uh, several estates are being countersued by Marvel. Uh, and this is the comics division. Uh, I don't know how much interlap there is between uh, the publishing and the studio. And all I know is uh, Disney owns it all. Um, it's going to be messy. It's going to be drawn out. And however it goes down, it's going to change uh IP forever. Mm -hmm. And in fairness, Ditko family does have rights. It's not like he's just making it up for no reason, you know. <laughs> uh huh. Basically, what this is is they're, they're reclaiming the copyright. Uh, no. This has happened before, and so far, all of these have been settled out of court. And mostly, basically, it was going to happen uh, <laughs> without. Yeah, you know. yeah. Disney's going to blink. And uh, they're just what this counter lawsuit is, is they're trying to keep the settlement six figures instead of seven. So, yeah, I think what's going to happen with this is nothing that we know of. It's basically going to be they may have they will include him on the you know credits and pay him a percentage of everything and give him a payout. And that's going to be that. I think that's pretty much going to be how it happens. Uh huh, but Bob Chapik is calling the shot, so he might get stupid. Now, we kind of should mention that during the early comic books ages, they, you know, these different studios really screwed over a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, work for hire contracts uh, were nonsense. Uh, and the fact that they're trying to argue their rights on work. Uh, which ain't going to fly in the EU. Uh, it's, I mean, these guys created 
characters that are worth billions and they got a page rate of between 25 and 50 bucks and that's all they got and you know shaman and uh jerry siegel and joe schuster they had a fight you know dc to get superman and and they i think they both died penniless or, or broke and uh-huh. uh, bill finger the guy yeah. who actually probably created um, the Joker outright and mm-hmm. had a big hand in creating Batman uh, died penniless as well. So, you know, some of the comic book, you know, making those characters back in the 30s and 40s. Um, and in that time frame, like you said, the contracts were really crappy. And you never yeah, knew. And, and Spider-Man was created in the late 50s. Uh, I don't know how much he saw print before 60s, but, uh, I mean, these guys, and, 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 and Ditko was, uh, when he started at Marvel, he was under 18, so I don't know how valid his contracts are. Anyway. Yeah, it's gonna, it's a legal hell, because laws back then and laws now are two different kinds of sets of laws. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, and, uh, and, and copyright is a nightmare. Yeah, there's a lot of copyright trolls and a lot of weird things to those laws. And, um, you know, it, uh, and a lot of exemptions and carve outs. And, and a lot of this is Disney's fault. So, uh, honestly, uh, and so Disney deserves this. This is karmatic retribution for how they've screwed up copyright law trying to protect uh, Mickey Mouse. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting, you know. I think it's it's also, it's really weird because thinking back in time to the 1930s and 40s, you know, making these funny pages comics, they didn't know that, you know, 50, 60 years later that these would be multi-billion dollar corporate, you know, it, things. <laughs> and they had no idea. They were thinking, let's make something fun now, make some money now, you know, we'll get, you know, a nickel a page or something. <laughs> I don't know how they did that back then, but... You know, that that's what they were thinking, that we could make, you know, 50 bucks a, a book, and that's going to oh, make us... <laughs> they didn't even, they would give them between 25, 50 bucks a page to do the art. They kept the art. DC used to cut the art up into one-inch squares and give it to fans so they could have a piece of art. And, you know, back in those days, there was no guarantee that anything you made a year later would people would care about or remember. You know, there's all these yeah. characters that are created and then they 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 die right away. No one cares. So, you know, when they were making these comics, they weren't expecting things to be how they are now. They were and, disposable entertainment. Yeah, they were thinking... Yeah. They, they weren't like the status that they are now. They were... They were mm-hmm. supposedly ruining kids' lives back in the 50s. Yeah. They were just thinking of something or, that might make them money for the next couple months. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So You got something like um, 64 pages for a dime. Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know the prices, how all that worked out back then, but yeah, they would make, you know, 10 bucks a month or something, and <laughs> they'll be happy with that because that's better than nothing, you know? Um, they, some of these things sold millions. Uh, I can remember when Stan Lee confessed that Marvel's number one selling title was uh, Millie the Model. <laughs> um, it was a funny book 
in the style of Archie. And it sold like wildfire at grocery stores. It floated almost the entire Marvel line. And Interesting. I'm not, you know, I never mm. heard of many of the uh, model, and I've never seen any. If they've made that into anything, or if they've ever had anything modern wise, I don't know. But uh, um, Millie has showed up in She-Hulk, hmm. and Patsy Walker Hellcat comes from Millie the model. So it's you know it's interest it's a it's a really interesting note in, of history, pop culture, and and how these things were made, you know, almost mm-hmm. a century ago. Um, yeah. And you notice that you don't see new stuff. That's because the way these original artists, guys like Jack Kirby, were treated, n- modern creators are like, F this. Uh, we, wanna, we want a stake in ownership, and we want paid. And the companies don't want to pay what this stuff is worth. So they're having to cling on to this old stuff that they got through uh, work for hire. And that's how Todd McFarlane and made Spawn. You know, that's why he left. That's why all the Marvel guys left and formed uh, Image. Yeah, and then they turned out to be just as douchey as Marvel with their neck with the creators they hired. All right. Ask Neil Games about Angela. Yeah, there's just a whole lot there with interesting things with comics and the history. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I fully expect they just they get paid out, they get put in the credits, and you know we we may heard about the results, but we probably won't. <laughs> you know, uh, we'll probably hear about this. Uh, it may not be front uh, page news, but this it's this and this isn't going to be resolved anytime soon. I mean, this could take 10 years or more. All right. Um, so we did get a Matrix trailer. New Jake, he haven't had a chance to talk about it. What are your thoughts on the new Matrix trailer? Uh, I, I, I could just say that it's okay. I, I don't know. It just doesn't interest me that much. Okay. Um, let's go to... Yeah, yeah that's fair. Um, I saw an interesting theory um, from Matt Pack. I actually really like this theory um, that basically the Matrix 4 is like a reboot of the Matrix in that in the Matrix, the Matrix series is a series and that Neo has to be part of this new reboot in a way to comment on today's culture and um, you just got to watch it, but it's it's pretty surreal and very meta. And I think that's, I think he has a very good idea. So definitely like Matt Pack uh, on YouTube. His film theories are pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. That classic, sounds like a good one. Yeah. Um, so let's get to listener mail. I did ask um, our friends on... Uh, Discord, uh, 3D friends, um, for some questions, um, and they said they gave us two questions. The first one's a big one, but we'll just have to go piece by piece. Rob Man says, "What do you think of the future holds for 3D?" It's bleaker than the pandemic. 
Uh, I'm more optimistic. It's either going to lead to glasses-free 3D or hologram technology. Oh, eventually, 3D will come back. Uh, yeah. and it may come back faster than it has in the past. But I think uh, we're going to probably lose our theatrical presentation for a while. Uh, we may have a bit of a little bump with VR, especially if VR glasses uh, get cheaper and and uh, Oculus decides to not force people to have um, Facebook accounts. I, I agree with Classic Jake that I, I very much think that we're on the, the, I guess, the lower part of the wave. Now, I think there's a big caveat here. I think Avatar 2's being pushed and pushed and pushed, um, the release date, I think it'll finally get a damn release date next Christmas when it's supposed to. And I think most theaters have been keeping the 3D just for that. That They're thinking, okay, we have to keep it around. You know, I'm guessing that if you talk to some studio heads and some, you know, theater owners, they probably would have given up on 3D years ago. But the idea that Avatar 2 coming back, they want to have the theater ready and have it there. They don't want to be caught flat-footed. Yeah, and let's hope they don't screw the pooch like they did with the last Avatar. Yeah, and uh, and then they decide, oh, if you want Avatar, you have to buy a TV and a, a, bl- a Blu-ray player to get the disc. Instead of selling... Yeah, it took them how many years to uh, eventually sell the disc? By then, there'd been like four or five waves of, of pirate discs flooding the market. Well, okay. I'm thinking theatrical first. Um, mm-hmm. Theatrical, I think they have just been, okay, let's just keep it there, I guess. You know, I think there's a lot been a lot fewer releases that they have had. You know, you basically have the opening weekend, in I guess, in America to watch it in mm-hmm. 3D. If you don't watch it in 3D in that opening weekend, you're screwed. You can never see it in 3D in theaters after that, <laughs> um, which is really sad. And it just it's really hard for us to be able to do reviews because if we don't catch it that first day or two, we may never catch it. Um, and I think they've just been kind of holding the water and saying, okay, Avatar 2 is going to come. And if Avatar 2 is as big as Avatar 1, that's going to make so much money for the theaters. And it will be worth holding on to. And if Avatar 2 is as big as Avatar 1 was, then that could be the real, you know, reset. Okay, 3D, you know, has been here for over 10 years. Let's go ahead and really push it out there because Avatar 2 led the pack with how 3D and, you know, if Avatar 2 fails, like if it's a massive flop or considered disappointing, I think 3D is going to be killed off from that. Um, <laughs> uh, it'll be it'll be deader than disco almost instantly. Mm-hmm. Because, but then what about the third film? Because that was filmed simultaneously. Um, I imagine that Disney may pump that out, and you know, either put that on Disney Plus. I think no, I think they have contracts, so they probably will have to get it released. But they might just dump it sometime. You know, dump it. It'll have a minimal ad campaign. And, but I mean, but James Cameron has a lot of pull. I mean, it, it did get seats filled for Alita somewhat. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. I think mm-hmm. uh, New Jake 
or classic Jake, you've said before that there's a lot of uh, contracts with the real D ending soon, right? Uh huh. Yep. So those contracts. And a lot of them are ending. But I don't know if they've been renegotiated because of the pandemic. So um, that's that's where it's those contracts, those theater contracts. You know, are they going to be worth keeping or re- redoing? Because if they don't have it, um, it, it you know, if they can't even guarantee that they're going to make, you know, like is IMAX going to renegotiate with Real Three D or somebody else to bring Avatar? to their big format because if you've noticed IMAX isn't uh, 3D anymore Uh, Dune is going to be IMAX 3D so that's the Uh, rare exception yeah so it's not completely dead yet thank you for that that's going to be awesome in fact I may go see uh, Dune in IMAX 3D maybe there you go all right, so here's mm-hmm. some actual news from about the, the agreements. So AMC has extended their deal to 2024 with Real D. So th- ah, awesome. So uh, we'll be getting Avatar. Cinemark through 2022. Ooh, that's... Yeah. So if Avatar 2 does not make tons of money, guess what? No more contract. You're done. Move on. Because um, that and that's it. You can't you can't wait to see you. If you're a big 3D fan, you have to watch Avatar three two in in 3D day one. Make it a big hit because if it's not a big hit, they're not going to extend that. They, they may extend it one more year because of the pandemic, you know. But I'm thinking that that's from Verity. The other one's from Deadline. Um, I think that the, the, these contracts are going to be really interesting to see how that continues. And Real 3D is pretty much the only game in town left. Uh, I don't know if if um, if Avatar is a big enough hit, uh, and I don't know what will constitute a hit, because it'll be post, it'll be the pandemic will still be going on somewhat, probably. Um, it could spur on other companies to challenge uh so there won't be a monopoly, but we'll see. It's going to be interesting, whatever happens. Um. So yeah, it's going to be. It's it, those contracts are, are the real deal because they're not going to give up on those contracts. It costs a lot of money to get out of contracts, and it's going to make people pissed. And there's no need to. So that's basically what they've done. They've they've been trying to do what's contractually obligated, you know, to make, but. I'm imagining behind the scenes, many theaters are like, whatever, you know, they're just trying to survive <laughs> and they can't <laughs> assume that 3d is going to save them. Um, a lot of indie chains have already ditched 3d. Yeah. So that's, that's where it is. And, you know, again, that this year and next year, you need to not wait around for movies, oh, I'll see it next weekend. If you're into 3D, you got to see it today. You got to see it as soon as possible. You got to plan this out and get it on the Thursday night screen before it releases. Because if you don't get to see it, you're not ever going to see it. And it, they'll take that as indication that 3D is not worth keeping. Because if 
you know, you wait till Sunday and guess what? There's no 3D screens on Sunday. Well, then, you know, no one wants to see it in 3D, but you can't do it until Thursday. You know, th- that scheduling, you need to be on top of it um, or else it's going to die again. I think 3D will always have a fan base of some sorts. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it does keep coming back because it is fun. It does have a it does have a fan base. I think there's definitely some good uses of 3D. Um, you know, I think I remember in geology class looking at mountains and stuff. 3D just made it so much better to look at. You know. Look down on the maps and see that's a mountain, that's not a mountain, instead of having the color coding or whatever. And so, you know, virtual reality has been kind of slow going, but, you know, Sony is providing support for it. And there is continued support. You know, there's rumors about Apple getting into the VR headset. And, um, you know, if Apple does get into it, that would be a big thing. But it might be a couple years before Apple goes into it, and Apple is not known to have cheap stuff. So how no. um, are they going to um, be? You know, how is that going to work? I don't know. So we got one more question. This is a controversial one, but I think it's definitely worth asking. Alexander M has said. How do you think fake 3D presentations affect 3D in general? Severely. Uh-huh. Uh, um, um, and I'm thinking by fake, he means these German conversions and these Russian bootlegs that yeah. literally just shift the whole picture without breaking it up into planes. Oh, extremely. Yep. Uh, you don't know how many people I know their first... Um, 3D experience and home video was that Russian bootleg of Gladiator. Uh, one yeah. of my friends gave me a copy, and oh my god, it's it's horrendous. It's even worse than these some of these crappy German um, conversions. But they still sell, and people still buy them, and it's like no more deathful than a storybook with pop-outs. It's just... Mm-hmm. And some of it, it's ignorance. They don't know better. And when they see this, they just go, 3D's terrible. It's not worth it. Mm -hmm. Now, in this Discord, I wanted to mention that there is a back and forth about what is considered fake and not fake. And we probably need to comment on that. Is post-conversions considered fake or not? And does that matter? Because I think that is a whole other discussion, too. With uh, uh-huh. And I think a conversion can look as good, if not better, than a shot in 3D. I'm sorry. I know people get really defensive about that. But I think now, with movies and CGI, it's impossible to have things filmed in 3D and have CG characters uh, later. If you're on top of your game, you can... Um, yeah, you can... Um, shoot a film that's going to look better than any conversion ever will look. But most guys aren't, don't have the rig, don't have the lighting, and don't have the patience to shoot that way. Um, so, but conversions, 
are very good. I've given tens to con- and uh, editor's choice to conversions. There are some really, really good conversions. And then there's some hot garbage. I think Marvel has really stepped it up and had some fantastic conversions. And I can't, you know, how do you do a conversion of CG? You know, you have to do a conversion. You have to, because you don't have these CG characters. Thanos is not actually a person. <laughs> I mean, you know, Josh Brolin is a person, but Thanos is a, a CG creature. And um, ha- you have to have that to have your storytelling. Uh-huh. And, uh, and, and CD is, I mean, CGI is basically animation, and animation is can easily and perfectly be converted to look gorgeous. That's why if an animated movie doesn't have great 3D, it's a real disappointment because there's no reason why it should not. And like Terminator 2 never was intended to be 3D, but the 3D version of that looked yeah. awesome. Awesome. And Jurassic a Park. Wizard of Oz was never intended. Yeah. Predator. Top Gun. If they put the effort in, they can make an awesome conversion. I'm not. I, I I really hate people that say conversions can't be good. No, it can definitely be great. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're a long ways from the cardboard cutout conversions of of public domain movies in the '90s uh, during the last wave of um, 3D home video, uh, the filled sequential days. Some of the our older listeners might remember those. <laughs> so, I, I definitely think yeah. Today's conversions are light years beyond that. People, people still can't believe that. You know, the, like you guys said, the the German fake movies. You know, I don't know what the deal is with those. Why they have those released, and I don't know what. I don't know how that works at all. That's an interesting thing that I want to get you know, investigate, but it doesn't make any sense. You would think there's mar- this market in Germany for 3D, and yeah. it's just just cashing in with. I mean, all whatever the Sharknados are in 3D. <laughs> yeah, and they're terrible. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, there's a reason why Gemini Man and. Uh, 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 Monster Hunter are exclusive to Germany in 3D is because there's a huge market for it. Mm-hmm. So, it's an interesting thing, um, and it's it's we're gonna have to see how that continues because I imagine that at some point people are gonna get either pissed off or those companies will not make enough money to continue. But they they they're still at it and. Um, it's weird, but I definitely think post conversion can look great, and there's definitely tons of examples, and it, a lot of things are not practical to to film in three D. Um, yeah. So I mean, e- even Michael Bay had to use regular cameras for some of the Transformers movies he shot in three D because it just wasn't feasible. Mm-hmm. There was that one Transformers movie that was shot in IMAX 3D, and it looked great in IMAX 3D. <laughs> but, I mean, they can't sh- all of them shoot that way because you want to have the close-ups mm-hmm. and you want to have, you know, just it, those cameras are, are expensive and they're big and they're yes. clunky. So it's hard to do that. 
Yeah, yeah, shooting natively, it's like you double the weight, and it's really hard to shoot close-ups with uh, 3D cameras, so sometimes mm-hmm. you have to do conversions. Yeah, and lighting is a real bitch for 3D. Yeah, yeah it mean, has to be brightly lit. Uh-huh. Heck, technically. And then you get guys like the Russos. I mean, their 3D for Marvel was amazing. Yeah. As long as you has a, uh, you have a great stereographer on set helping mm-hmm. to plan out shots in 3D, then I have no problem with it. Mm-hmm. But if you're but if you want to be elitist and say that native 3D or bust, then you are going to be uh, uh, in a world of hurt when there's only like one or two films shot natively a year, if that. Uh huh. And then and then. There is, there is likely to not get a home video release as anything else. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people always assume that everything's going to be awesome 3D. It, not always. You're going to have some stuff that it's just good. It's, you know, it's not, not everything has to be a 10 out of 10. It could be a 6. Not because they're yeah. lazy, but just because... There's not that much they can do. Um, yeah, it's like know. it could be the lighting, it could be too dark, it could be whatever. Mm-hmm. But, but like, but there's you can fix a lot of stuff though, too. Yeah. So helps. But but there's also a lot of people who feel that the the 3D is not is only just pop out. It's not depth. It's not you know various things. It's just it has to come out my face or it's not good. And that's just a negative way of thinking about 3D or just a lack of understanding what 3D really can be. Uh Uh-huh. I just wish the studios would uh, let these conversions go deeper. Yeah. They're so worried about eye strain, they they really kind of hobble it a bit. That's my only complaint with uh, conversions. Only, only worry about eye strain when there's fast cutting and movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like and, a Michael Bay film. <laughs> now, James Cameron has mentioned this, and I, I agree with his idea that, you know... But if uh, you purist, if you really want to see 3D pushed to the limits, uh, Goddard's uh, by the language. Um, so James Cameron has said that they need to have 3D in mind or try to have it in mind when they're directing the scenes and they're showing off the scenes. Um, and that's something that maybe some directors, some producers are just not thinking about it. They're like, oh, they'll do that in post and not even give it a second yeah. thought. And yeah, the afterthought. Or the 3D is literally last minute, like mm-hmm. Clash of the Titans. And yeah. yeah, they may only have like six weeks to convert it and they may not have... Oh, oh. Building time, um, yeah, enough budget at that point. <laughs> but like you know, some you know, if you're on a Broadway stage, you know, Broadway is the three D theaters because how they do the presentation, they have people walking in the background, they have people in the foreground, they have people in the midground. They ha- and how they interact with everything is a three D kind of environment. People kind of forget about it, but it you know that's where it it started, and then it got to film, and the film had to flatten it out. Because they, you know, didn't want to have all these things there, but you know, to have really dynamic shots and cinematography, you know, it kind of helps with the three D because that's how we think. 
That's how humanity sees the world. We see it in 3D naturally. Um, mm. So if you're going to have a dynamic shot and an interesting kind of camera angle, that's that's going to help with 3D. So it's how you thinking about making the movie. If it's just two guys talking to each other on two different chairs, then you don't even, you know, it's not going to be all that interesting in 3D. But yeah. It's just it's how you present it, how you think about it, how you make the scene. That's important. Uh, you could have that shot in three D, and but who cares if it's just two guys talking? <laughs> if it's you know, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I, um, I'm always game. For, you know, conversions. You know, they they can be a six out of ten, not because they're bad, just because you know there wasn't that many things that could have good pop out or good depth. It just, you know, it wasn't made for that way. And they just, you know, had the money and they did what they could, but they didn't, you know, they weren't thinking about throwing things at the audience or, you know, having this, you know, deep thing. It was just made. So they have to think about it being 3D and it's hard for different directors and people, you know, maybe nowadays it's easier because we've had 3D for, you know, 10 plus years. You mm-hmm. think... In 3D and you have everything's digital. Uh, I mean, we're not living in an analog world anymore where it's a real pain in the ass. So, yeah, uh, you know, fake, real, as long as it's good, it's all that really matters. As long as they they do a good job, you know, as long as you're Mm -hmm. immersed, they did their job. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. You know, I can enjoy a fake, you know, Impossible Burger as much as I can enjoy a real Whopper. It's, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's, it tastes really good. It tastes there. You know, it's not exactly the same, but it's pretty close. And, yeah. I, I, you know, fake. It, there's flavor there. Yeah, there's flavor there. There's enough there that's, you know. Nice texture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... I guess that's going to be it. We could go on and on, but I think we had a a good discussion here about real and fake 3D and the future of 3D and other 3D news and movie news that's happening soon. Mm -hmm. Um, Hopefully we get news on Resident Evil soon because it's it's, it's really (laughs) annoying me that that hasn't got the trailer for that yet. I think it's going to be pushed to January, honestly, at this point. If There's no trailer posters or anything. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that's if that any movie gets delayed to next year, that will be the one. And it makes sense because there's no need yeah. for it right now. Yeah, I'm yeah. thinking Warner Brothers isn't announcing anything because they don't want to mess up their deal with Discovery. Well, or Discovery a, doesn't want it announced just yet. That's but a, a Sony I, property, though. Uh, why do I think it's at Warner Brothers? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> PlayStation uh, equals Sony. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Sony is. I guess they've got all their eggs in the Spider-Man basket, which is kind of dumb, especially with the Ditko uh, suit and the Marvel counter suit. Because mm-hmm. uh, eventually it's gonna, and then the rumors of Sony being up for sale. Yeah, and Apple wanting to get more into things. You know, we never know how things are going to be. You know, it's it's an ebb and flow of news, and we try to cover it as we can. And, you know, we try to – we don't want to do these podcasts every other day because it's some news, but it's good to have a nice big podcast like uh, this. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, except for these days, I go brain dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Um, you know, uh, I, I don't expect anything to get delayed, but Raccoon City might be one of them. Maybe Kingsman, just because it's kind of busy. Um, you know, yeah. I, I imagine some of these will get delayed. Not some of these 3D movies for fall of 2021 will get delayed, not because of COVID, but because it's just too busy. Um, so. Yeah. It might just be smarter financial sense, you know, business and just push Matrix to next year. I don't see why going against Spider-Man is a good idea, but that's just me. Maybe I'm crazy. I mean, <laughs> I think I think Disney might move Kingsman up to November or earlier in December. That might be a smarter move. So it doesn't yeah. have to be with Spider-Man because it's been ready for almost three years. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I would love to have Kingsman be... Uh, November, you know, early November or something. Yeah, I mean, it's it's less films to see in December, spend more time with family. And, and it would be a perfect uh, Thanksgiving escape from the family movie. Exactly, see an R-rated gore fest, alright. <laughs> uh-huh. Hey. Uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens, we'll see, we'll try to cover it. Uh, that's gonna be it for this, uh, thank you for listening, bye. Bye, everybody. Before this podcast wraps up, I wanna thank my patrons, Thank you, Kano3D, Mr. Bengal5, and Kevin Winter for your financial support on Patreon.com. So that's going to be it for this podcast. Thanks for listening. You can find 3D or 2D on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, Instagram, and more. Just look for 3D or 2D. Links are in the info box. If you want to send us listener mail, our email address is email 3D or 2D at gmail.com. Thank you for either listening or watching this podcast. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone.